Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. We have now been at this whole sort of isolation period for going on a month. I know for myself, I... Uh, have really not left my home since I got back from a work trip uh, in uh, uh, Toronto, which was my return was actually the first week of March. And here we are getting into the second week of April already. Um, I yourself, I think, have been, you know, in sort of isolation around the same period of time. Uh, counting heads around the household, there are still as many as you had started with, I imagine. I think so. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It's it's getting hard to count, hard to think. Really, I mean, I wake up each morning. I go to my Google Calendar, which used to be full of all sorts of events. You know, take the kids to swim lessons, take the kids to whatever they need to go to. And now there's nothing on the calendar anymore, except for some echoes of sort of plans that were supposed to have happened but mm-hmm. haven't. So I'll get a I'll get a notification of something that I'm supposed to be doing today if the world was normal, but I remember the world is not normal. So uh, then I just go and I put a new number on the new day. So I count, you know, rather than checking things off on the wall, days passing by, I put a number in my Google Calendar each day. And I think I'm up to 30, I think it's 31 days today where okay. we've, we've been self-isolated. We've been, so yeah, those last 31 days, there's been no real movement beyond, I go to the mail room once a day and I take out my compost once or twice a day depending on how much we're eating. And other than that, yeah, um, the four of us are still here. We still love each other. We're still having fun. And so far, I mean, I think, honestly, it's probably hardest on the five-year-old. She's having a lot of breaks recent. Uh, she just suddenly breaks into tears for no apparent reason, which, you know, five-year-olds do do regardless. But uh, but I think when you're stuck inside for 31 days, it's uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, we've, I mean, we're fortunate and so much that we can sort of go for quick walks. Um we have sort of like we call the the lagoons where we live, and it's a essentially a, a sort of community garden with ponds and such. Very few people are out there, so when we are out, uh, we're we're ensuring that we're staying our distance from those we do run into, and even if we do sort of meander a little bit further, uh, you know, people around our area are really taking. Uh, for the most part, people in our area are taking the whole social distancing uh, seriously, and the, the six. Uh, uh, feet apart or two meters, uh, you know. However, uh, you would look at it. The ventures outside, though, that's that's maybe twice a week, just yeah. to you know, as we describe it to to our our you know soon to be three year old. We're actually talking about how baby Forrest's birthday is coming up. Uh, that uh, she gets to go run around. She loves it. Like she's so excited to go run around. For her, running around is like two minutes of running, looking fast. Okay, daddy, pick me up. Um. And then blowing bubbles. But we've also been doing that out on our balcony and getting out there, letting her blow bubbles. The cat chases them around. She thinks it's great. And she's handling things particularly well. Uh, Yeah. Much better than her daddy. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, they're kids and they're pretty adaptable. And for the most part, if you don't count that we're doing this 30 days in a row, I mean, every now and then we we stay home for the day. So they just say, okay, well, we're doing an extended one of those. And we've been trying Mm -hmm. to keep things light and keep things happy and play a lot of games and play a lot of board games, video games, everything to pass the time and not get stressed out by it all. So, and also, you know, like everyone else right now, we're doing a whole lot of video chat to different places and I mean, family across the world, everybody's in their own situation. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good to see everybody still, 
laughing and thriving. And, and yeah, the, the outdoor times for us right now, we have a patio in our apartment. So I guess we're kind of lucky in the Vancouver. Not everybody has a patio on their apartment, but uh, yeah, they have a solid, Oh, six feet by eight feet outside area that they can play in. So they go and sit on the couch and fling each other off the couch and do all sorts of things. It'll probably end up breaking the couch, but you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be a casualty of the quarantine and that's okay. Yeah. The, and I mean, the, probably the worst part about that is if that does happen, it's a broken couch you get to live with because there's not really much you can do about that until normalization occurs and it will. It's just the question of when. Somewhere down the road. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this episode, we thought we'd take it a little bit uh, lighter and just talk a little bit about more about sort of our worlds and, you know, give you some idea of the things that we miss and uh, the things that we don't. Um, so not a whole lot of parenting advice, although every episode seems to provide some form of an opinion, uh, just because, you know, you, you and I are both, you know, combined and expert. We are, and we're both opinionated jerks as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there is that. Yeah, and I've been told, like, if you listen to a podcast, whatever you hear has to be true, right? Yeah, if it's on the internet, it's always true, and that's mm-hmm. doubly true for podcasts. Oh, I mean, podcasts are actually a stronger authority than, like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, we have voices, and our voices must be telling the truth, so listen to us. Listen deeply, listen honestly, listen hard. <laughs> so what uh, I guess we could do is, you know, let's talk a little bit about the things uh, that uh, we miss. And, I mean, for me, the probably top of the list is the ability to go and hang out with family. Like, you know, I don't think I truly appreciated um, the opportunity to go and do so until, you know, it was gone. Um, but then the, the struggle is, is trying to explain to, you know, particularly my family that that's not possible. Like, I think, you know, for, you know, my parents, for instance, I never in a million years did I have to try think in my mind that I would have to reason with my parents as to why, you know, we can't come over for Easter dinner. And then when that question gets asked again, like, oh, but you're okay. It's okay to spend time with families. Are you, are you missing that whole in mm-hmm. the same house part of the sentence? Like you got to the oh, stop. Yeah. I like that. Um, but it, it, it has been a struggle. Like I, I have seen, you know, my, my parents have seen my sister. Um, but that's because I make a weekly trip to Costco and, I ask them, like, what do you need? I am going. And that, in my mind, allows me to go and do something I would rather my parents not do. Mm-hmm. And then my sister uh, as well, for her, I mean, individual reasons. But it's like a quick stopover, drop stuff off. Hi, how's things going? Need anything else? Cool. And on I go. Um, so, I, you know, I guess the hanging out part is what I miss. I do get to see them. And I know not everyone has that that same opportunity. Yeah, so that was my number one as well, was just people. I miss seeing mm-hmm. people. I miss seeing them not through a video screen. I mean, like I said earlier, we've been seeing lots of people through video screens. We've been finding new ways to hang out where we used to have people over all the time to play board games and such. Now we're sort of figuring out which board games you can play over webcam and how that works. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's a lot of it. It's, uh, you know, just social engagements, getting away. Like I said, I, I love my family, but we all need our individual time as well. So going out to the pub for a beer with a buddy or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, doing these things that we normally take for granted and uh, just can't do anymore. Those are the things that really I start to notice, especially after 30 days. It's like, okay, well, I, I want to do that. I want to go I want to go and just have a hamburger and a beer somewhere and hang out for a while. And, uh, 
and no, I can't do that. So, you know, when, if, if, when the world returns to normal, that's going to be top on my list, friends, family, people. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned friends, like I have, I had families, one friends is two, but really it's people in, in general. Um, to your point, I mean, I had plans to catch up with uh, some friends that I hadn't, uh, you know, seen in quite some time where we were going to go and do just that. Let's go and uh, sit down for a burger and a beer. We were going to hit up a, uh, hopefully a patio because when we had scheduled the plans, one of the problems with the uh, weather here in Vancouver is in the spring, it's either really nice or it's really not. Um, but the idea wasn't the weather. It was like, let's roll the dice. We're going to go out. We're going to get together, but well, it'll be nice to go. And um, we're actually going to go to the flying beaver, which is uh, for those that don't know the area. It's a, uh, a, essentially a bar on the Fraser river by the Vancouver international airport. And it's, it's a good place to, to hang out, have a good time. It's always busy simply because it's a good place to have a good time, but you get to see like the float planes landing. You can see the, obviously the activity at the airport um, and on really nice days as, as the past few have been, you know, it's, it's a great patio to hang out and have a cold one. At least in my experience. Sounds good. Let's do that once we come out of quarantine. Sounds good. I will pencil you in. I'm going to say in 2021. Yeah, or 2022. I think October 2022 is currently the expected mm-hmm. date. We'll see. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll work. We'll work that out. Um, the one that, and this, you know, it sort of ties into something we have been doing, but not. It's uh, going to the park with Baby Force. Mm. I, you know, I always knew that, you know, before I was a father that I'd always, you know, I just love to, to go to the park and just see the joy of, uh, of, you know, my future child, you know, whether it be on the swings or on the seesaw or whatever. And, um, baby force is, is living up that, you know, that dream that I had once had, like, I don't know someone who is so excited to go on the swing. And it's like, no matter how high I push her, the answer is higher and then we <laughs> and I miss that because parks are closed. We can't mm-hmm. go to the park. We can't go on the swing. Um, and it's almost doubly hard because she isn't at old enough to truly appreciate why the park is closed. We explain it's closed. It's to, you know, keep germs away. And she gets that part. But again, I mean, we talked about this in the previous episode. Well, geez, I just need to wash my hands. Yeah, I suck my thumb and it gets clean too. But, you know, it's tough. And that's one of the challenges we've had is when we have gone out for for some of the short walks. You know, we're out for 30 minutes, maybe an hour um, if if there's absolutely no one around and we take our, our sweet time. We have to plan our route. So it avoids all the parks that she knows of. I mean, for, for someone going on three years old, she has a particular aptitude as to all the parks in Metro Vancouver. So. Yeah, well, we used to do, I mean, we would go on quests just to find new parks, to find new playgrounds. And that was sort of our adventure days. And we we certainly can't do that right now. We can't even leave the house. So, I mean, and you want, like... In theory, we could put on masks and we could be careful and we could go out and I could take the kids out for a walk and that kind of thing. But in practice, I don't actually believe it would work that well because, you know, like it was my son's birthday last week or earlier this week. It's all the time is wibbly wobbly. It comes into one right now. And, you know, having a birthday, having an eight year old having his birthday and having to stay inside all day. He's a pretty good uh, he's a pretty good character and he didn't have much problem with it. And it was nice over the day as well that uh, various people from our lives made made drops on the doorstep and we talked to them from our patio and stuff. So, but for the first time in, Oh, 26 days, 
I let him come downstairs and come onto the stoop just because one of his buddies had come by and they brought a present. And so, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of being on the stoop and you tell them, don't touch this, don't lick this, don't do this, don't do this. And they, you think you've got that into their heads, but oh no, they're out there for a minute. They're excited. And suddenly all that goes away. So suddenly he was hanging off of a door thing upside down with his head kind of, you know, a foot and a half off the concrete and if that goes wrong at any point if that door if the doorknob collapses falls off he's on his head and we're on our way to the hospital which is really not someplace we want to go right now so so the whole idea of you know just going outside and just getting away from people and but having little walks and whatever it's mm-hmm. maybe something we'll have to revisit you know depending on how long this goes because obviously we can't stay inside forever there's got to be a little bit of give but um for now, yeah, the playgrounds and all of that is off limits, regardless. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, you know, just to get a little off the rails, but on on point with sort of the going outside, one of the things that I've noticed is there's a number of different, uh, you know, thoughts as to going out. Like you have here in the, in the province of BC, um, you know, our, uh, you know, provincial health officer, uh, and even, you know, federally in Canada, our, our our, our federal um, health officer, Dr. Uh, Teresa Tam or Bonnie Henry, they're saying, you know, go outside, get your 30 minutes of fresh air, get that exercise, just keep your distance from people. And then there is all of these other voices that are, you know, hashtagging COVID idiots, uh, people who are outside. Um, like, I mean, I, I get there is this, there are people who like are, they're out there playing soccer on the, uh, you know, soccer pitch and whatnot. Yeah. You're not social distancing there, but just because someone, you know, a couple who live together is walking along a pathway, you know, you need that. Like I, I myself, I've noticed I start to struggle the longer I stay cooped up in this box Mm -hmm. and I almost need to get outside for however long to almost sort of recharge my batteries is sort of what I described it to my wife. Like, you know, making our, my Costco trip yesterday is actually when I did it. Um, even though I had to line up to get into Costco, I am, and actually Costco is phenomenal at how they're managing a situation. Like they've, they've got the whole, you know, social distancing, physical distancing down. They've got like tape everywhere. They're limiting the number of people in. They've got like a queue system in such a way that you don't have to be so far apart, but I almost enjoyed it. I got my, you know, earbuds in, I'm listening to a podcast. I don't get into Costco for half an hour. I'm lined up outside and I'm okay. I have no, you know, I'm not anxious about that. I'm not, I'm not worried. I go in, I buy everything that we need for the course of the week that my family needs, my parents, my sister, what have you. And, and then I go and I deliver it. And that took, let's say four hours. So I was out of my home for four hours. I come back, I feel almost reinvigorated. Mm -hmm. So I think there is, um, you know, sense to that, but then, I get back home, I log on to social media and you have people who are telling others that going outside, um, for 30 minutes, a walk is dumb. Stay inside. It, you know, you're all a problem. And I, I part, I don't get like, I, I understand it's a choice, but I'm following the advice of our health professionals. 
Yeah, and I mean, but like everything, it's sort of the extremes that are going to knock it down for you. I mean, mm-hmm. what you're doing, just going out and doing your chores and delivering to your family, and stuff, that's not like that's not an issue. But it's those people that go down to the beach and are, you know, ten oh. walking ten across on the seawall and all these things that make it an issue. And then, you know, as we're we're in the Easter weekend right now, we're recording in the Easter weekend, and there was a lot of fear of various um, like people want to go away for the Easter weekend, and yeah. so I mean, those people. And honestly, you know, reports from social media out of Kamloops and such says that, you know, a lot of the license plates in Kamloops right now are from Alberta. So that's not great. And a lot of people are going up. I mean, not a lot of people, certainly far less than normally would go. But I mean, there was several people that were going or I saw somebody yesterday that was going to Tofino and New Clulet for the weekend. It was like, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And I mean, if you're not presenting the virus right now, you could have it. You could bring it over there. They don't have the resources for that. So, I mean, (laughs) those extreme cases take out the rest of us where then people start shaming online and all of these things. I mean, I don't have a real grasp of it because, like I say, I've been away for 31 days. I've been inside. And so what I see, I see either on social media or I've seen videos on YouTube of how dead downtown Vancouver is right now. And uh, But we still, I mean, we hear... Ambulance is going by. We hear all these things happening. So it certainly is quieter than normal, but uh, I yeah. can't. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I, not to sort of harp on this point, there was a, a person that I follow shares this picture of essentially a park that they have a view of from their apartment. And yeah, I, there are a fair number of people at this park and they're going on about how, you know, these people are, they're all hashtag COVID idiots. They should be inside. They're the problem. Well, I'm looking at this picture and I'm, at first I'm like, okay, yeah, I see there's a lot of people to park. But first and foremost, there are actually a lot less people that would have probably been at the park under normal circumstances. Great yep. weather in, you know, Vancouver during the spring, you're outside. Why? Because we suffered through a whole lot of not good weather over the course of the winter. That's just our thing. But then you're looking at these people. It's not like all these people together. We're talking like groups of two or three people and they're, they might be sitting in the grass and then you got to go like, maybe at best 10 yards in any direction before there's another group of two or three people. So in my mind, thinking this through are the groups of two or three people. I I can't say that they're all from the same household. So that's not the case bad, but let's say they are. What is wrong with that? They are getting fresh air. They're outside um, in their own, you know, household groups. Let's presume that that's the case. That's, that's not a hashtag COVID idiot. No. Now, take the picture of the, you know, how many ever people, you know, playing soccer on the field next to it. Okay, now we're starting to see the issues. Or everyone, like, gravitating to the beach or, you know, the talking about travel. I mean, my in-laws live up the Sunshine Coast. We would love to hop on the ferry and go see them. But one, we can't. Two, the Sunshine Coast, if we were to be a carrier of an issue, the Sunshine Coast does not have the same health capacity that the, the you know, lower mainland has. And when we talk about the, the sort of Sunshine Coast of North of uh, Metro Vancouver, lower mainland, Metro Vancouver, you know, I, I, we're, we're making that conscious choice to not do that. So instead, grandma and granddad, they do Zoom calls where they do story time with, with, with baby force. And, you know, we yeah. won't continue that you know, forever. I mean, we will do it, but there will be the opportunity to get up there. The Sunshine Coast is not going to disappear. And, you know, we can wait. Yeah. And that's, that leads into my next point where something I miss is just the ability to plan anything. 
mm-hmm. the ability to plan outside activities. I mean, we had a big trip coming up this year. We have several things that are supposed to happen in the summer, but at this point, you know, those things are, we have, I have every finger crossed on my body. I have all, all my fingers crossed, my legs crossed, everything crossed. But the reality of it is it probably isn't going to happen. We'll see. I mean, we're time is slipping away. We're in the beginning. We're in the getting close to the middle of April now. Yeah. And you know, yeah. So we were going away in June for a month and that's probably not going to happen at this point, which, you know, these things, all these little things you used to take for granted and just say, yeah, we're going to do this and we can do this and we've paid to do this. And now, no, you can't do this. So, yeah. So those things are hard too, I think. And I, you know, yeah, I mean, we had, we hadn't actually booked anything. We had sort of loosely talked about planning. Let's, we're going to go to uh, make a trip to Vancouver Island for a weekend. We were going to actually visit uh, my wife's aunt who lives in one of the Southern Gulf Islands this summer. Uh, We were thinking of actually driving to Alberta just to go and see my family there. Like, you know, small trips, things that we hadn't done. But now that, you know, baby Forrest is getting older, we thought this would be a neat opportunity for her to experience, you know, the different you know, places that we could easily go to and do it now where it's easier, um, where we're not tied specifically to when school will eventually be out. Yeah. And that's not happening, but we're also not going to, okay, well, we'll, instead of doing Vancouver and in, let's say July, we'll do it in September. Well, we're not even looking that far. We're going to go to Vancouver Island at some point. We're going to go to the Southern Gulf Islands. We're going to go to Alberta. We're going to do these things in 2021 2022 2023 like we're we're actually thinking well beyond if things were to normalize in some way shape or form we might consider something but we're also going to be smart about that we're not in this hurry and i think that's one of the struggles that some people are having where they it's this perception like i want to know what date this virus will be dealt with yeah uh, you know is it gonna be a tuesday tuesdays don't work for me like you know it, that's not how this works it's and i I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself. You know, the moment that the, you know, restrictions are lifted, I'm not going to suddenly run outside and, you know, start hugging random people, getting up into their business, you know, licking doorknobs. Um, you know, baby force who's standing outside the door right now. She, you know, she might try to do all that, but you know, we're going to progressively do the wait and see. Yeah, and that's going to be the really interesting part of it is once it comes back to normal, how or what is the new normal and how does that progress? Mm -hmm. I do hear that from a lot of people. I mean, a lot of my friends are very huggy people. And I mean, a lot of people say the handshake is of of the past now, which when you think about it, the handshake is a pretty stupid way to greet people anyways. I mean, our hands are covered in terms yeah, but I mean, it was to ensure that we weren't holding our sword, you know, back in the days. Right. Like many things from back in the day, it should probably be enhanced moved on so mm-hmm. you know maybe just fist bumps will be the way of the future who knows but uh finding out whatever that new normal is once we eventually get there is is going to be interesting yeah the uh sort of and this is kind of weird because it's completely opposite of what we were just talking about i miss going into the office once in a while like i i used to you know joke with people that i because i i had the opportunity with my my job to work from home I could work remotely because what I do simply required me to have my computer get online and, and, and what have you. I can do that here. I can do that there. I can pretty much do that at Starbucks, although not the uh, uh, best location to deliver uh, learning to someone as they're hearing, you know, people shutting caramel macchiato in the background, but I would get into the office 
I often said once a week, I said to dust off my desk and show people that I'm still around. But it was also to sort of, you know, break the routine of always being here. It was to, you know, force myself to, you know, go through that process, get out. Um, again, it sort of goes to the like kind of recharging the batteries. And I, I miss that. Like, I have not been to my office now since early February. And I, I miss that. It's amazing that I would have told you, oh, I love working from home. I love the opportunity. I work from home every day. And then suddenly now that I'm forced to, I'm like, oh, man, I just, I kill to go sit in the office. Yeah. And I'll, pre- I'll preface my retort on that by saying I, we are not at all a family that uh, complains about each other or doesn't love each other or anything. But I kind of miss my wife going to the office because, you know, <laughs> it was nice to have those days when, I mean, granted, we were all... I was always out with the kids and off somewhere else, but it was yeah. nice to have those days when, you know, she would go to the office and we could hang out here and, uh, and do whatever and learn and do whatever we were going to do for the day and not have to worry about mama being around. Cause she could get out and she'd have her desk at her office and she mm-hmm. had all the snack foods. And then I wasn't serving her coffee and all these things cause it was already there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we're lucky. We're, I'm, I'm making a little bit of light of it We we consider ourselves very lucky and very fortunate to, still have a full job that is able to work mm-hmm. remote. Cause I mean, that's a huge problem right now is a lot of people can't work. And so, so yeah, it's uh, while I miss her being at the office, we're very thankful that we have work to begin with and a guaranteed income where a lot of people don't. Yeah. And I, you know, you, you raised a, a bang on point there. I mean, you know, my wife worked in a job that wouldn't, couldn't, I mean, it just, it wasn't, you could work from home. She needed to work in the her hotel industry. You needed to be in a hotel. Like you, 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 there wasn't a means for what she did to be done elsewhere. Um, unfortunately, um, the hotel industry is just like much of the tourism industry and other, you know, related to service providers and, and what have you been hit hard. So she is unfortunately out of work. And so I, you know, we are fortunate that what I do allows us to, to continue sort of moving forward and doing what I do. But you know, I, I was talking to a friend, you know, it's just different. Like you don't really truly appreciate sort of the, the personal space and that's not just you or me. It's, you know, what we define as our sort of personal space. And sometimes we need that. Um, you know, there isn't a place to escape here. Like as much as I come into my den here to record our podcast together and I close the door in, it's not the same. There's just, just like, you know, I, you know, I'm sure my wife would like a moment away where I'm going into the office. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just sometimes it's what we need. It's it's taking things in moderation. So, yeah. And on that note, I mean, I think that's a bit of benefits coming of this is really just the realization of that and to make to make time. And we've been. I mean, we also have one room in our in our apartment that uh, is kind of a. It's it used to be my wife's office. Then it got turned into a storage room when she was going to the office. And then it's back to an office now. So it is sort of the one room in the house that we can get away to. But in that, um, suddenly we're doing a lot more personal video meetings, just hanging mm-hmm. out with various, like a group of guys that I'm really close with from all over the U S where I met through the, we've, we've mentioned before uh, the home dad network and dad con and that sort of stuff. They, and I met some guys through there, and so they're all over the world, but all over the U.S. But uh, we all sat down for beers one night just because you can't really, you know, it's, this doesn't feel right to drink by yourself. So if you all mm-hmm. hang out and shoot the shit like normal and um, have your beer, then, you know, it's it's good connections that we normally wouldn't do because we normally only spent, see each other once a year. So, uh, so yeah, 
having these weekly meetups and my wife as well, she has, you know, friends all over. And so been really encouraging her to take time to just go and hang out with friends. Even if you're just sitting up in your office, looking at the computer screen, hang out with other people than this family that you love madly, but you know, we're, we're all together and that's those outside voices help. Yeah, they do. And I, you, I, you know, I, my workplace, we have um, like a, a Friday social. So, um, if you're in the office on Fridays, we have a room that's essentially dedicated as like the bar. You go there, you grab a beer, grab a drink, you just sort of commiserate social hanging out. Good times. Friday afternoon, sort of happy hour. Um, that's still happening. It's just that people are having a virtual happy hour. I can't say I've taken part yet. Um, it's just the way the Fridays have been set up for me. I've had such early starts that by the time happy hour is happening, I'm like, I'm peacing out hour. <laughs> See, and that's the interesting thing about this recording that we're doing right now. This is the very first time that we've recorded in the middle of the day. Usually we record in the evening. So mm-hmm. while we're recording, I will sit there and have a beer or whatever. Or if we were to do it in the morning, I would have a coffee. But right now it's in the middle of the afternoon. So it's sort of like, no, I don't know. I can't have a beer at three in the afternoon. That seems wrong. Although it's not. I mean, it's always beer no. time somewhere. Especially it's five, in yeah, it's five o'clock yeah. somewhere, right? Well, I, on that note, I have two cans of Persephone in the fridge and that's it. I am, I'm getting low. See, and I mean, in our neighborhood, and I'm, I, I've heard tales of this all over the U.S. and various places where craft brew is really big. Uh, a lot of the craft breweries are having a hard time through this. Obviously, they're not getting the customers they normally do. So suddenly we have beer deliveries and beer. So, I mean, really look into those breweries that you love. And if you if you want the beer to continue, the good beer, then put a, put an order in and get it delivered to your door. Cause yeah, we're in for the long run here. And I mean, you're lucky you can just go out and, you know, fill a growler or whatever the case may be. But uh, for those of you that are shut in, at least in Vancouver, and I'm, I've heard this is happening more and more in various places. Yeah. Beer delivery. Who would have thought yeah. good things come yeah, out of the world. Well, I know like the, one of the local, actually a couple of local ones for me is Britannia Brewing. I know they're delivering Fuggles and Warlock is another one uh, nearby there. They have delivery, uh, curbside prep up as well. I mean, I'm not, not everyone, you know, may want the, the delivery option. They may want it as their excuse to get out of the house, but curbside pickup makes it a whole lot easier. Um, and then, you know, the province of BC has loosened our liquor laws to actually allow for liquor delivery as part of meals. And I think it's sort of the the extension of that is if there are restaurants that you're, you, you love to support, we still have that opportunity. And I, my wife and I have actually been talking like, Hey, you know, let's order in one that will, order in from one of our favorite restaurants because we want it. We obviously want for them to make it through this as well. And I, you know, probably a topic for another episode, the new reality, once everything changes is going to be different. Um, that place that we all want to go to, to have a burger, it may not be there, right? It's it is unfortunate as it might not, it might be, it just might not be there. So, you know, yeah, and I mean, that's a really, it's a point that I've been sort of coming to grips with is sort of, you know, A, we we have been supporting some of our local restaurants. Some of them have really adapted and done really interesting things. I mean, they have a lot of supplies. They were planning on serving a lot of people over the mm-hmm. weeks. So to get rid of those things, there's been several delivery options. So one of our local restaurants put in, you know, pitas and all this food that they had and they would deliver it to you. And it was like, enough for four meals and it was like 60 bucks Canadian or something. Yeah. And on top of that, they threw in two rolls of toilet paper, which I thought was uh, pretty clever. And obviously we were like, okay, yeah, we're in. Cause although we don't worry so much with toilet paper, as we've talked about in podca- podcast past, 
Uh, it's yeah. always good to have more. So that is definitely a thing. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, seeing what you can to support those businesses that you, that you really love gift certificates and all sorts of things. I mean, we had my, my son's birthday was planned and he was going to have it in an arcade. And, and so it was supposed to happen, but then it didn't because everything got shut down. So they called up and said, well, do you want us to refund that money? And I said, no, you know, we will have the birthday and we will have it when this is all done. You guys probably need the money worse than we do right now. And we're lucky to be in that position, but at the same time, you keep the money until then. And when, when this all is done, we're still gonna have the birthday, whether it's October, 2022 or not. So yeah. So yeah, it's all these little things. Yeah, we we you know we hadn't got to the point where we put money down for for Baby Force's birthday, but uh, you know had we we would have we would have likely done the same thing. Yeah, we're gonna have it. You know, let's let's figure this out down the road. Because for us, yeah, and just like yourself, we are fortunate that we are in a position right now where we're we're okay. Uh, anything else that uh, you miss before we talk about the things that we don't? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can do a, sort of a faster run through. I know we're sort of leading at the time, but uh, for us, water. I mean, my kids live in pools, like mm. swim lessons, diving, all these things. We're in pools probably a solid five days a week, a, at least a week. And right now, our water is the shower. And even that, getting them to shower is not so easy. So, so I think I'm the only one that's showering regularly still, and uh, everybody else is not so much. But uh, yeah, the whole recreation, going out, exercise, yeah. being in pools, all of that, that's a big thing for us. So that's uh, that's what we miss. Um, shopping. It's little things. I never thought I'd miss shopping. And you mentioned Costco, and I'm like, you know, that used to be my one thing. That was the one thing that that's mm-hmm. my responsibility. I go to Costco. I have that thing. And that was actually the last thing I did before we shut ourselves into quarantine. But uh, now I kind of miss that. I miss just going mm-hmm. to Costco and buying random things. If I want a $16 pack of dried mangoes, then I'm going to get that $16 pack of dried mangoes. Whereas you have friends that are going to Costco now and they're like, oh, can, you get you any- can I get you anything? And you feel kind of ridiculous saying, you know, can I get the two kilogram bag of chocolate chips? Because I need that right now. Or I, I bought a two kilogram bag of chocolate chips last week. Yeah, I mean, for all the baking that's going on right now, the cookies and stuff, that's fine. It's more like, you know, random candy or random whatever that you normally wouldn't necessarily admit to buying four kilograms of sour keys. But you feel kind of odd asking your friends to pick them up for you when it's supposed mm-hmm. to be some sort of emergency. So, yeah, that's kind of a thing that, you know, those random buys. And really, yeah, just to sum it up, I mean, just being outside, just the whole outside world, nature. We were talking before this happened, we were very strong. We were going to be like going out and having hikes every day and going to all of the local provincial parks, all the local parks and spend a lot of time hiking and being outside and being with each other. And now we, I can look outside and I see it's still out there. And I mean, where we live, obviously we have the 7 p.m., cheer for healthcare every night and that's sort of we go out on the deck and that's sort of the one guaranteed outside time every day where we go out and yell and scream for two or three minutes and then come back inside and come back to our thing so yeah just outside in general sort of a big thing that i miss it's it looks and especially we've had such a nice string of weather this year the mm. last like i'm pretty sure every one of the last 30 days that i've been inside it's been sunny and hot out but i'm not really sure because time is wibbly wobbly as i said before. well there were- there was sort of, was it last week, we had that crazy weather through Vancouver where it was like hail and snow. And, yeah, that's true. Right. But I mean, and that's very unusual for us. I mean, for, if we get snow, we might see it in March, but to see it in April is, is completely crazy. But that was like three days of not so good weather and this entire stretch, it's been, it's been glorious. This is 
unusual. And I think that's one of the tough things for people is this normally means get outside because you don't know how long it will be here. And so we're, we're almost programmed, you know, being in the in Pacific Northwest to, to do that. So it's counter culture for us not. Um, something that I actually don't miss is to even use Costco. It's the mad crowds. As crazy as me having to line up for 20 minutes to get into a Costco, it is orderly. It is not crazy. And part of me wonders that when things do get to normal, I kind of hope Costco still <laughs> does this. I know they won't, but it is, it's a, a pleasant shopping experience. And again, that's me saying I don't mind waiting out 20 minutes outside. I have yet to wait in the rain. Maybe I would change my mind. But like looking at sort of that shopping experience where there's just people, like it was just what you went and did to pass your time. That part I don't miss. And in fact, I kind of hope that doesn't happen. But although I know probably will people are like, oh my God, I can shop everyone. Mall. Which was the interesting on my list. I mean, I came up, my number one thing was I miss people. My number one thing I didn't miss was also people though. Because mm-hmm. I mean, living in the city, obviously we normally have a lot of people around us and doing transits and doing all these things. I mean, you get so many people crammed together and and it's never, it never ends up positive. And so like for me, twice a week, I had to take the kids out of the city to go to school. And when I do that, it's a 10-minute trip to get from where I am to the SkyTrain, which is our subway system, our above-ground subway system for most of the area in Vancouver. But that time was always the most stressful of my day, just dealing with random people and being in a sardine can with other people. Mm -hmm. I would find myself steaming and angry no matter what, no matter how my morning was going. It would take a while to calm down from. So, so yeah, the... Both I miss people and I don't miss people. So it's hopefully once things come out. And I mean, I hear there's a lot of, for, while there is a lot of shaming out there and people yelling, you know, get away from each other or whatever they're yelling. I don't know. I haven't outside. But there's also been people, there's also been stories I've heard of, you know, people saying hi to each other, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of perceptions about Vancouver, but Vancouver isn't generally the friendliest city in Vancouver. And it's no. not the people, people don't often say hi to each other. I mean, we have that stereotype if you're outside the country. But uh, really, I don't know. It, it happens. I mean, I noticed we have some. We had some listeners last week from Germany. So uh, if those German listeners have stereotypes about Vancouver, we're, we don't want to break them too much. Still, visit Vancouver when you can. But uh, but yes, uh, overall, I, it'll be interesting to see if people stay friendly to each other once this whole thing is over. Yeah, the, and you know, to the point of friendliness, we, we we say hello, and they say hello to us to almost every person we pass. And it's, it's interesting. It's like we, we're walking towards each other and we go and, you know, it's like the parting of the seas to make sure we have di- distance and we're nodding, we're waving, we're saying hello. That didn't happen before. In fact, not only did it not happen, we'd be walking like within, you know, feet of each other, each other and he'd be like looking past the person at the ground, whatever it was. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, and I, it could be that now people are, are embracing the fact, well, you know, I don't get to see a lot of people. So this is just helping me, you know, socially connect, even if it is just a, a passing high. Yeah. And it's not, and it's like the little random acts of kindness I hear about where you have like, like we live in a, that's what we mentioned before. We live in a co-op. I have a lot of neighbors around me that uh, I know all of them. And, and you have little old ladies or little, old, or little old gentlemen as well. And, you know, they don't get out. And if they're looking out their window and you walk by and you say hi, you could actually give them some light in their day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 
these little things, little acts of kindness that are actually help people out just by just by simple things is really mm-hmm. hopefully that holds on. Yeah. The um, you know another thing I, I sort of written down here is that I uh, I don't miss my commute to work, even though I miss going to work. It's the commute, and it actually ties back to your point of people. Like you know, taking transit um, wasn't always fun. I mean, it was a necessity of what I had to do, and for the most part, you know, people were reasonable, but not everyone would be. Um, it was just. An experience that I, I didn't enjoy, I accepted, right? Yeah. And, you know, now that that's not even a requirement, I don't miss it at all. If there was some way to actually have an office that I didn't have to commute to, to have as an option to go to, and maybe that would be like a co-working space or whatever it might be, I think that's sort of what I kind of hope the new reality will be. And I say new reality because it will be. I mean, when we when we get through this, and we will, it's not the way it was before. Things will have changed. I mean, this is our, you know, I, I generationally, you and I are uh, of the same generation. We probably have to go back to our, our grandparents to, to remember, you know, the Spanish flu, which, you know, there have been other pandemics since, but Spanish flu is probably the most, one of the more influential ones, uh, which as a note for anyone who thinks it came from Spain, it did not. I think it was like uh, early cases were in like the U.S. Well, say like Missouri or something like that. But anyhow. It's always better the, to name about somewhere else, like you know. Well, there's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna include in our show notes. There's actually a, a video I, I I stumbled across on on YouTube that talked about like you know completely off the rails for a moment here. Like, why is you know the novel coronavirus we're dealing with right now called COVID nineteen? Well, it's because the WHO came up with a naming convention that has a number of things to avoid. Uh, and it's actually based on history, like the Spanish flu. Oh my God, Spain is a bunch of sick people. Well, no, it had nothing to do with Spain um, in so much as, yes, people did, did get this influenza virus there. It's just that it got called the Spanish flu because that's where it was reported on first. Why was it reported on first? Well, it was during the First World War when censorship was huge and Spain just didn't happen to be involved. So, <laughs> hey guys, people are getting sick. Oh, it must be a Spanish flu. Uh, swine flu had nothing... Like people stopped eating pork products when quite frankly, that wouldn't have actually hurt you. You gave up bacon and you could have still got what we would have known as H1N1 or Heine. This somehow got referred to. The idea behind it though, is that it's, you name it after novel coronavirus, in this case, 2019. Um, so, you know, COVID, coronavirus and dives in 19. Anyhow, uh, I have no idea what I was talking about before. So uh, why don't you, is there anything else that uh, you don't miss? Actually, uh, to link into other things, I mean, I've talked about missing going out or missing going to pubs and missing doing all those things. On the flip side of that, I don't miss spending money. It's interesting. I mean, there's been so much less just random purchases because you can't. And even if you, even if you're, you know, drinking a couple of beer and you're like, I want 40 pounds of bacon off of Amazon. You could do that, but you got to think as well that, you know, Amazon is kind of for emergency resources right now. So don't just go and order 40 pounds of bacon unless you really need to. So, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, going out back when the world was normal, uh, you know, two or three times a week, I'd be heading out the door as fast as I could and I wouldn't find my wallet. And I'd be like, where's my wallet? And running around the house looking for my wallet or keys or whatever. Right now, I know where my wallet is. I know where my keys are because they haven't moved in 30 mm. days. They've been sitting there in the exact same spot. So there's been no stress on that. So 
So yeah, I mean, right now, every, pretty much all of our money goes towards food and grocery deliveries and all of, and yeah. So beyond that, we're not spending random, random cash. So I don't miss spending random cash, although I do miss spending random cash. So it's a juxtaposition. What can I say? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, I think it's the spending of random cash, which is the normalcy we miss. It's not the actual spending of the cash. It's the fact that that was when we could. We miss the ability. I mean, and I mean, again, yeah, someone might come in and send us some feedback. Like, oh, you could totally spend your money and order <laughs> a guitar from Amazon, like I almost did. Um, I so I Fender is providing like three months free uh, lessons, so okay. I signed up for it. And then it, you know, clicks and well, Chris, what? How are you going to learn to play the guitar? You don't own a guitar. So then I, I was looking like, how do I get a guitar? And I looked at Amazon, and I'm like. I've always wanted to learn the guitar. Again, I'm kind of going off the rails here. And I sort of thought, what better opportunity than to do it? It's like, what else can I do? I need to get away from the TV. I need to get away from video games. I need to, uh, you know, do something. And, you know, my daughter, Baby Force, her grandma gave her a ukulele. And it's just like she's sitting up there. Now, it's not going to get into her hands quite yet because it's not a, like, give it to a three-year-old and it'll survive life ukulele but I want to show her that music is fun and can be enjoyable so that she can, you know, get into music herself, or at least I hope she does. Right. So anywho, I had that inspiration as well. Um, a mutual friend of ours years ago, he, he has twins and he bought them both ukuleles. And so to see them playing their ukuleles around the house and they were only probably two or three at that time. And so I said, wow, that's a great idea. And so we bought ukuleles throughout our house. So we have three ukuleles. My wife has a purple ukulele. My daughter has a pink ukulele. And my son picked the green ukulele. And mm -hmm. I was just going to share the purple ukulele because purple is normally my color in the house, but the wife stole it. So, But about She's that so time, mean. she is really cruel sometimes. But about that time, there was a Groupon for ukulele lessons that was like online ukulele lessons, 16 bucks for a year. And I was like, yeah, we're doing that. So... Um, I got the group on, I signed up, and I did the ukulele lessons once, or maybe twice. And then I got distracted by the outside world, as you did before the quarantine times. Mm -hmm. And so since then, I know the yearly membership has gone through at least a couple times. So I've spent probably 16 bucks a year, let's say 48 bucks now in ukulele lessons. So normal, So at some point during the quarantine, especially as this goes longer, I'm really going to have to sit down and do the lessons, and then we can play ukulele against each other. We got du dueling ukuleles on the next podcast. Yeah. You know, the next yeah. podcast, but down the road somewhere. Yeah. The next, 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 next podcast. Yeah. Before the nerdy granddad cast. Yeah. Before somewhere in between. Anywho, uh, why don't we take ourselves a quick break and uh, as we normally do, get a little nerdy. Before we click the record button, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, sort of what games we went up to as we, you know, are apt to do. And then it occurred to me as we were talking, the two of us have never sort of reconvened and shared our thoughts on Picard. And ah. uh, this, the first season is now complete. And I would, again, expect that you've probably seen all the episodes. Indeed, uh, I yes. I have. Without spoiling anything, for the few people who are listening who might still be interested in taking <laughs> it in, did you enjoy season one? I did. And I mean, I've said this all along. I was just happy it existed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, there certainly were some 
things you could complain about. But overall, and I mean, largely the complaints I hear about it is that it was not next generation. And it's it's not supposed to be. That's the thing, right? It's not supposed to be. And so that's the whole argument that, you know, anything that continues on from the past has to be like the past. And Star Trek, for what people say, has never been that. It always evolves. And so there were complaints about language where the swearing and stuff like that. But that's not a big deal. And so overall, I mean, yeah, it's it seemed like it drifted a little bit, maybe. But I think they really did a great job of getting in bits of the past without going to every bit of the past that every fan wanted. And maybe, I mean, there's another season, perhaps, or there is another season, and there's perhaps well, there a third season. They have, yeah. there was like, there was some rumors that there's also going to be a third season. But so they'll have more time to get into a little more fan service as it is. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed where it had, where it went in the end. And, you know, it, it also, there was a lot of, like, we watched, before the last episode, we watched a lot of, fan theories on YouTube and stuff. And there were some really clever fan theories that they didn't end up being anywhere near right. So, I mean, yeah. The the best way I can describe season one, now having seen it from start to finish and I, and that last episode, like there were moments in the episodes like, Oh, boo. Yeah. This is all track. Um, it almost felt like the pilot season for what could very well be a stepping stone to not an expanded next generation universe, but uh, you know, really furthering the the Picard storyline. I mean, as far as the Tyvax TNG, I thought it was artfully done, um, and stayed very true to how you would expect some of those you know next generation characters to to sort of arc on their own over the course of that same period of time. I also felt it did a really good job at starting to tie up some of these. I wouldn't say loose ends that we got out of sort of the, the next generation. Um, like, you know, Nemesis was essentially the culmination of what we know as, as TNG. And when it ended, you're kind of sort of longing for maybe the prologue. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because I mean, I, Nemesis was never written as like the end movie. I mean, it had Nemesis been fantastic and had it made a billion dollars, there would have been more next generation movies. Mm-hmm. So, so having sort of this as a prologue and as the next part, and also, I mean, going back to the ingenious things they did within it, I mean, the whole like sound cues and how they would use the next generation theme every now and then. And it's just like in the last episode when they did it, it brought tears to your eyes. Cause it was like, wow, that's so fantastic. Even though, you know, you might have your complaints about it, but still there's something mm-hmm. deep inside. You just allow yourself to have it that, uh, yeah, that was beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, I am. I am stoked for season two. I know this also introduces the opportunity for us to get into uh, Discovery more. I mean, Discovery should be hitting the air. I think so. And I haven't heard anything about it being delayed. I mean, that's, no, it has been delayed. It, yes, it has. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't. I hadn't heard. I, I but then I hadn't really gone and like investigated. Um, it's. I mean, television in general. There's a lot of things that have, have been delayed. Movies and 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 uh, and the like. It's. Yeah, so I guess it was it was post post production on Discovery that they were unable to complete mm. because people weren't allowed to be together in the studio anymore. So I think it's probably moving very slowly. Where one guy's doing it in his garage, and so we'll see. But it has been delayed like much of everything else right now. Get the garage door cut. Yeah, you know that's a better name than the uh, the version of Cats that apparently exists out there with a CGI. Uh, is it the butthole cut? <laughs> I, I've never seen... I, I have seen 
Broadway shows, I never went and saw Cats. Um, oh, I never had any courage to see it when I saw the trailer. I was like, wow, I don't do drugs at this point in my life. And really, I mean, I think you would need to be on drugs to watch that. So, oh, Sorry, I, I, I just... <laughs> That that's that triggered that that memory when you're talking about the guy in the garage. Yeah, the garage door cut that takes us down to other cuts. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, because I have this sort of you know sci-fi void in my uh, television watching um, schedule, I have started to rewatch Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'm still in season one. I watch sort of a couple of episodes every couple of days. Um, I'm getting to sort of the cliffhanger ending that we're going to see within the first season. Uh, and I, what's interesting is I commented on, on Twitter. I just generally asked someone, you know, the universe, you know, what's everyone watching. And if you were to rewatch a show, what would it be? And I said, I'm watching Battlestar Galactica. It blew up. I had people that don't follow me, you know, engaging, liking, retweeting, commenting. First and foremost, there's a number of shows that I have not seen that people are rewatching. And now I'm kind of wondering, like, should I, I got, an opportunity. Maybe I should see what, you know, uh, it's so great about parks and recreation, for instance. It's one that came up quite a bit. Um, the, had me, I, the reason I bring this, I had me going through like, okay, who, like, did I have someone from the cast share this? Like, like no, it just took off. Hmm. Um, Battlestar Galactica though is kind of cool for me because I never really, like I knew of the original, sort of series. Sure. Um, right. It's just not one that I ever really watched. I maybe saw a few episodes um, sort of like on, you know, the television, my parents set up where I watched it on like KVOS channel 12 or whatever the heck it would have been on in black and white with an antenna. Yeah. So when the remake, and I guess it's not even really a remake, it is, it is the future story um, launched. Uh, I remember watching it. I'm like, Oh, this is really good. I really enjoyed it. And then it, you know, tied, it was filmed locally. So I was like, you know, I, I used to work in Caprica City. Um, in fact, there's many scenes where you're like, oh, that's where Chris used to be. Not that you mm-hmm. would know that, but I could tell you. Um, but one of the things that I actually regret is I think I only ever really watched the first two, two and a half seasons. Okay. And then I got busy. So I'm going to reach a point where I'm going to then start to learn about all the stuff that happened after the fact. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my, when I saw that, I didn't really chime in, but um, that's kind of my thing right now. I don't, there's so many shows out there that I still have to watch that I, mm-hmm. there isn't really much for rewatching yet. I mean, people say sort of the typical things like, you know, there's a certain crowd that'll like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and that whole universe. And I mean, I went through those at one point and I watched them and some of the seasons are really, really good. Some of them were really bad. And I don't know that I'd want to put myself through the whole experience again. And I mean, hey, you Buffy people out there, you can agree with me, season four, season seven, they were awful. And if you don't, I mean, hey, you can contact us on Twitter or the Nerdy Dadcast, all these things. You can disagree Mm -hmm. with us as you will. But as I'm saying, I mean, there's so much out there right now that we still have to watch and so many options. I mean, I realize like people talk about Apple TV Plus and there's shows on it. And I mean, I got a new phone last year. So when I did that, I got a free year of Apple TV Plus. I haven't watched anything on it. or I've watched a few things. It's like, on Apple Plus because I got the new MacBook. And... Yeah, so there's all these options of places to watch. But So going back and watching things, and even in the lead up to Picard, we wanted to go back and watch The Next Generation. But at the same time, watching seven seasons of a show like that is really, like, I only have so many years left in my life. And to, yeah. watch, to spend that much time to watch it again, even though I haven't watched it in 25 years anyways, 
even then it's kind of uh it's questionable so yeah mm-hmm. well and I, you know a few people actually responded to me like how can you rewatch something when there is so much more that is that you should watch like and my response was like well if i'm not watching this then i'm going to be watching the tiger king and I, <laughs> you know what kind of what kind of person will I, will I be after that so that's caused a split in our house the tiger king because you know I heard about it and obviously everybody hears about it, but uh, I said, no, you know, I see enough American stupidity apologizing right now to the intelligent Americans that listen to our podcast. There are both stupid and yeah, we have, we have stupid people stupid in Canada, people in Canada too. too, but you know, I'm dosed with enough stupidity from the South that I couldn't watch a show about that. So instead my wife does, which has actually led to a really great chance for me to play video games and that I want to play, not just necessarily family games. And she can sit on the iPad and watch Tiger King and, and knit. So she's been knitting and she's gotten back into that. And that's great. And I can play video games for seven hours at a time because why not in the evening sometimes? So what what games have you, you know, so I've, immersed yourself in? Then? Yeah. So I w- as I've mentioned before, I was doing Star Wars Fallen Order, Fallen Jedi, Fallen Jedi Order, whatever it's called, for a long time. And I, pa- I finally got through it. And it was good. And I found also, you know, I don't have the patience I used to have for these things. It wasn't like when I was, you know, 10 and I could get stuck on a point in the game and I would sit there for six months and play that same point in the game over mm-hmm. and over. Now it's like, okay, I'll go through and I'll get to a point and, you know, I'll battle a few times. I'll battle the end bosses a couple of times. And by the fourth or fifth time, if they're still kicking my ass, then I'm just going to turn the... I'm just going to turn the difficulty down and I'm going to get through that battle and I'm going to move on. And so I did that with, with Star Wars and it was great. It was a great game. All, mm-hmm. And I've also now gone back to Batman. I bought the Batman trilogy at some point, And so I'd never played Arkham Knight before. So in the, along with the theme of games or shows we should have watched, but never have Batman Arkham Knight is the one I'm going through right now. And it's, there's a certain amount of um, satisfaction being Batman walking around, punching people gets any anger you have out about being quarantined in a very positive way where you're not just punching people to come to your door for deliveries. Cause that's not positive at all. So, I mean, doing that has been good. Um, and yeah, I see things like there are games I'd like to replay sort of like the last of us part is something there's a, I played through it. I'd like to play it again. People argue against playing it during a quarantine, during a virus period. Cause it's a little too real life, but, uh, We'll see. I'll probably get there. Yeah, I, gaming wise, I, you know, I mentioned I, there's a indie title. It's like a alpha version called Moon Base. It's M E W N Base, so like cats. Um, fortunately, you know, my cats have lots of lives because um, I essentially kill many of them on the moon. Uh, the game, though, that I do want to be playing, and I'm not yet, only because of delivery delays, is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. I pre-ordered it like, so long ago. I grew up. That was the Final Fantasy... Well, I wouldn't say it was the Final Fantasy series that I sort of embraced and got me into the the series. It would have been what we would know in North America as Final Fantasy II. That's sort of the one that really sort of got me in, into it. But Final Fantasy VII was it. Like, I, I remember playing it, and I, I like it was almost appointment playtime, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like it's the TV show you can't miss because you got to keep on the story. This is what this was like. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, problem is my copy is delayed. So I have been listening to others who provided feedback on it, uh, seeing commentary on social media. And I've yet to run into someone that's like, oh my God, this is garbage. And it, it's giving me the serious, you know, FOMO. Mm. I just, I hope it arrives next week. I get why it hasn't, arrived yet 
Um, but uh, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy uh, firing it up on the on the PS4 and and just you know diving back in the world of Midgar. Again, though, like Final Fantasy Memories, that's its own podcast just on itself. You could we could mm-hmm. talk for another hour just on that. So we probably yeah. shouldn't right now. No, and in that note. We are almost an hour in record time. It's probably actually a little bit over that once we do the post-production and add in all the music you're accustomed to listening to. So why don't we wrap this one up? Uh, what we did this episode is we told you the things that we miss, the things that we don't. I'm genuinely curious. Did we miss something that you miss or miss something that you don't? Um, you want to drop the line and let us know what those things are. Um, the easiest way to go about doing that is on social. We're at Nerdy Dadcast. That's where you can find us on Twitter. We can find us on Facebook. If you'd rather drop an email, uh, feedback at nerdydadcast.com is another way. And I am currently investigating ways to actually get you to leave us audio clips that we could in turn uh, drop into, you know, future future shows. So, you know, stay tuned for that. I believe I have a line on a solution that'll make that very easy to accomplish. Uh, so you too can express your nerdy dad or nerdy parentism. I mean, we're two dads, so it's the nerdy dad cast. But quite frankly, nerdy parents works for me. So what uh, final words of wisdom do you want to share with uh, the millions and millions of people that tune in each and every week to podcasts in general and quite possibly the Nerdy Dadcast, John? I don't repeat what I said last week because, you know, this is a time of crisis. This is a time that is not usual. Don't be too hard on yourself. Realize that things aren't what they are supposed to be. Don't worry too much about schooling your kids. They will survive. Don't worry too much. Just keep mental health really strong. And, you know, if you need help, Talk to people. There are resources out there. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. And just really be kind to yourself because we all need to be kind to ourselves. Well said. In fact, I, you know, that was what I was going to, to share as well is that uh, we are inherently social. I mean, it is as much as you might be an introvert, such as I would describe myself as one. I am an introvert. I still need that, you know, person to person connection. And it's more than just the connection that you have within sort of your, your immediate uh, circle, your family. But I know there are, are some of you who may in considering the circumstances, be on your own. Don't, don't be on your own, reach out, uh, you know, shoot a phone call to someone, a zoom call or other VoIP platform or whatever happens to be. And you know what, quite frankly, if you want to reach out to us here, uh, we, we'll get you on, you know, uh, whatever those comments might be. And, you know, might not be a synchronous conversation, but an asynchronous one will work just the same. Plus, you know what? Let's get your voice on the on the on the episode too. So I'll, I'll look to see what I can do to make that happen. The last thing I'm going to ask, though, uh, if you reach this point of the show, is if you haven't done so, click that subscribe button. We're in pretty much every major podcast application out there. Uh, you can find us uh, online at nerdydadcast.com. And if you could drop us a review, if you're ever so kind, tell us how awesome we are, how awesome we're not. It doesn't really matter. We'd appreciate it either way. You know, drop a review, whichever podcast application you happen to be in that allows for, or better yet, uh, actually go to podchaser.com where you can actually do that uh, much more easily. Uh, podchaser.com is kind of like the IMDB of a podcast uh, and uh, to find us there, it's just podchaser.com slash nerdy dadcast. And uh, to read up a little bit on all of our episodes and uh, see what others are saying. So on behalf of John, myself, Chris, we're going to sign off with the uh, magical words that we do each and every episode. And that is stay nerdy, my friends. Stay nerdy.